Good morning, friends. Today is Saturday, the 19th of September, 2020. My heart is heavy today, and I'm probably going to cry through some of morning prayer. I am so grieving our great loss of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So we'll say some special prayers today. Today is also Ember Saturday and the commemoration of Theodore of Tarsus. Our readings today are Psalms 75 and 76, Esther 2, 5 through 8, 15 through 23, or Judith. We're actually, we're going to go with the Judith. So we're going to read Psalms 75 and 76, Judith 5, 1 through 21, Acts 17, 16 through 34, and the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 44 through 50. We are no longer strangers and sojourners, but citizens together with the saints and members of the household of God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's pride to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to to worship God. Let us kneel in silence and with patient and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. 
God is the rock of our salvation. O come, let us worship. Psalm 75 We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. Your name is near. People tell of your wondrous deeds. At the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. When the earth totters with all its inhabitants, it is I who keep its pillars steady. I say to the boastful, do not boast, and to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high, or speak with insolent neck. For not from the east or from the west, and not from the wilderness, comes lifting up. But it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of God there is a cup with foaming wine, well mixed. God will pour a draught from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. But I will rejoice forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Psalm 76 In Judah God is known. God's name is great in Israel. God's abode has been established in Salem, God's dwelling place in Zion. There God broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic than the everlasting mountains. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil. They sank into sleep. None of the troops was able to lift a hand. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse lay stunned. But you indeed are awesome. Who can stand before you when once your anger is roused? From the heavens you uttered judgment. The earth feared and was still. When God rose up to establish judgment, to save all the oppressed of the earth. Human wrath serves only to praise you when you bind the last bit of your wrath around you. Make vows to our sovereign God and perform them. Let all who are around God bring gifts to the one who is awesome, who cuts off the spirit of royalty, who inspires fear in the rulers of the earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Judith, chapter 5, verses 1 through 21. It was reported to Holofernes, the general of the Assyrian army, that the people of Israel had prepared for war, and had closed the mountain passes and fortified all the high hilltops and set up barricades in the plains. In great anger, God called together all the princes of Moab and the commanders of Ammon and all the governors of the coastland and said to them, Tell me, you Canaanites, what people is this that lives in the hill country? What towns do they inhabit? How large is their army and in what does their power and strength consist? Who rules over them and leads their army? And why have they alone of all who live in the West, refused to come out and meet me. 
Then Achior, the leader of all the Ammonites, said to him, May my Lord please listen to a report from the mouth of your servant, and I will tell you the truth about this people that lives in the mountain district near you. No falsehood shall come from your servant's mouth. These people are descended from the Chaldeans. At one time they lived in Mesopotamia because they did not wish to follow the gods of their ancestors who were in Chaldea. Since they, had away, since they had abandoned the ways of their ancestors and worshipped the God of heaven, the God they had come to know, their ancestors drove them out of the presence, drove them out from the presence of their gods. So they fled to Mesopotamia and lived there for a long time. Then their God commanded them to leave the place where they were living and go to the land of Canaan. There they settled and grew very prosperous in gold and silver and very much livestock. When a famine spread over the land of Canaan, they went down to Egypt and lived there as long as they had food. There they became so great a multitude that their race could not be counted. So the king of Egypt became hostile to them. He exploited them and forced them to make bricks. They cried out to their God, and God afflicted the whole land of Egypt with incurable plagues. So the Egyptians drove them out of their sight. Then God dried up the Red Sea before them, and God led them by the way of Sinai and Kadesh Barnea. They drove out all the people of the desert and took up residence in the land of the Amorites, and by their might destroyed all the inhabitants of Heshbon. And crossing over the Jordan, they took possession of all of, of all the hill country. They drove out before them the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Shechemites, and all the Gergesites, and lived there a long time. As long as they did not sin against their God, they prospered. For the God who hates iniquity is with them. But when they departed from the way God had prescribed for them, they were utterly defeated in many battles and were led away captive to a foreign land. The temple of their god was razed to the ground, and their towns were occupied by their enemies. But now they have returned to their god, and have come back from the places where they were scattered, and have occupied Jerusalem, where their sanctuary is, and have settled in the hill country, because it was uninhabited. So now, my master and lord, if there is any oversight in in this people, and they sin against their God, and we find out their offense, then we can go up and defeat them. But if they are not a guilty nation, then let my God, then let my Lord pass them by, for their Lord and God will defend them, and we shall become the laughing stock of the whole world. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 12, A Song of Creation Glorify God, all you works of God. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, you angels and all powers of God. O heavens and all waters above the heavens. Sun and moon and stars of the sky, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, every shower of rain and fall of dew, all, all winds and fire and heat. Winter and summer, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. 
Glorify God, O chill and cold, drops of dew and flakes of snow, frost and cold, ice and sleet, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O nights and days, O shining light and enfolding dark. Storm clouds and thunderbolts glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let the earth glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O mountains and hills and all that grows upon the earth. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O springs of water, seas and streams, O whales and all that move in the waters. All birds of the air, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O beasts of the wild and all you flocks and herds. O men and women everywhere, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Let the people of God glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O priests and servants of God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O spirits and souls of the righteous, sing praise and give honor forever. You that are holy and humble of heart, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Let us glorify God, creator, incarnate, and Holy Spirit, sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts, chapter 17, verses 16 through 34. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was deeply distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he argued in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and also in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Also, some Epicurean and Stoic philosophers debated with him. Some said, what does this babbler want to say? Others said, he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign divinities. This was because he was telling the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. So they took him and brought him to the Areopagus and asked him, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? It sounds rather strange to us, so we would like to know what it means. Now all the Athenians and the foreigners living there would spend their time in nothing but telling or hearing something new. Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, To an unknown God. What therefore you worship is unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, the one who is ruler of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is they served by human hands, as though they needed anything, since they themselves gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor, God made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and God allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live. 
so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for God and find God, though indeed God is not far from each one of us. For in God we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we too are God's offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now God commands all people everywhere to repent. Because God has fixed a day on which God will have the world judged in righteousness by a being whom he has appointed. And of this, God has given assurance to all by raising Jesus Christ from the dead. When they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some scoffed, but others said, we will hear you again about this. At that point, Paul left them. But some of them joined him and became believers, including Dionysus, the Arapygiate, and, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 19, The Song of the Redeemed O ruler of the universe, sovereign God, Great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O ruler of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, God, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you, because your just and holy works have been revealed. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. John chapter 12, verses 44 through 50. Then Jesus cried aloud, Whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in the one who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world, so that everyone who believes in me should not remain in the darkness. I do not judge anyone who hears my words and does not keep them. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my word has a judge. On the last day, the word that I have spoken will serve as judge. For I have not spoken on my own, but the Creator who sent me has themself given me a commandment about what to say and what to speak. And I know what this commandment is, eternal life. What I speak, therefore, I speak just as the Creator has told me. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. All right, let's talk briefly, my friends, about the readings. And I also want to tell you um, I think 
the sacrament of confession is important. And I think it's one of the ways in which we can see that religion done right is healing. I had something weighing heavy on my heart and in my soul today. And when we prayed the confession, as I spoke the absolution, I felt the Holy Spirit. It felt like, it felt like a soft, cool, cleansing wind, or like, like the cool hand of a kind mother on the forehead of her feverish child. And I felt this deep resonant sense of inner peace, if you'll forgive the expression, and knew that I am forgiven and beloved and that God wishes my healing not to berate or belittle or beat up on me, but to welcome me into their holy arms, to surround me with love and to lift me up. And this is the forgiveness that I would like to live out through love in the world. And so I pray for help in doing that because it's not my place to judge. As our gospel reading says, it's not even Jesus. It is the word incarnate. It is the message in our souls. It is the message of love written into us before we were even born. It is that which judges us. And it judges us in the way of guidance and correction. There is no person that is ever beyond redemption. And I am so thankful that the loving embrace of God reaches us wherever we are. I think as we go through our Hebrew scripture reading and we read about the history, right, and all the times that God was there and came through and saved. We can look back in the history of our own lives and we can see all the times that God came through and we were saved. And I think that the times that we suffer the most are the times that we turn away. And I don't believe that it's that God leaves us or doesn't listen or purposefully wreaks punishment on it, I really think it's a natural consequence that when we turn our faces away from God, we fall out of rhythm with our souls, with the divine, with creation. And in this place of dissonance, we experience great angst. And so I pray for us to, fall, to come back, to fall into the loving embrace of God and come back into rhythm with our souls, with the divine, with all of creation, and that we may harmoniously live and love and co-create together a new and better world, a new and better communal life. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, amen. And I pray that we would be like the Athenians who say, 
This is new. This is different. I don't understand. So Jesus, tell me about it. Disciple, tell me about it. Holy Spirit, tell me about it. And tell me again. When I do not understand the message, let me dig deeper. Let me unpack it. Give me the courage and the patience and the wisdom to layer by layer uncover the beauty and meaning of your loving message, dear God, of your message that is love. Amen. What I got from our Psalms today was rather poetic. That God renders the second arrow inert. That God stops the earth still on its axis. Steadies the shaking foundations of creation. And holds up time long enough. For us to recenter, reroute, to fall into the rhythm that we were talking about just a moment ago, the rhythm of our souls, the rhythm of creation, the harmony of love. May we so do. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In place of the suffrages and in honor of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we are going to pray the prayers for a vigil in the home or elsewhere, found on page 13 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 3, Burial Rights for Adults, together with the right for the burial of a child. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. Dear friends in Christ, our Savior Jesus Christ said, Come unto me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Let us pray for Ruth, 
that she may rest from her labors and enter into God's Sabbath rest. Loving God, receive Ruth as she returns to you. We commend our sister Ruth. Wash her in the living water of eternal life and clothe her in her heavenly wedding garment. We commend our sister Ruth. May she hear your words of invitation. Come, you blessed of our Creator. We commend our sister Ruth. May she look upon you face to face and know the blessings of her eternal home. We commend our sister Ruth. May angels surround her and saints welcome her in peace. We commend our sister Ruth. Gracious God, all who die in you, live with you in eternity. Receive Ruth into your heavenly dwelling. Let her heart and soul now sing out to you, God of the living and of the dead. This we ask through our Redeemer in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us say together, I would sing if I had any kind of a singing voice, but you all know that I don't. The Nunc Dimittis, which is found in your evening prayer. Let me get you a page number here. Give me a second, sorry. Page 120 of the Book of Common Prayer. God, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I know that these are Christian prayers and that our beloved Ruth Bader Ginsburg was Jewish, but I believe that the one God who reigns through all creation is gathering Ruth home. And that the words that we use to describe this process matter less than the love of God that was embodied through her time on earth and into which she is now gathered. So God, who by the glorious resurrection of your incarnate destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light, grant that your servant Ruth being raised with Christ, may know the strength of Christ's presence and rejoice in Christ's eternal glory, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
Let us pray as we have been. The prayer attributed to St. Francis is our prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not be that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Almighty God, giver of all mercies. We, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Savior Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We live without fear. For our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.